copyrighted program created by Rio Grande. Welcome to this lead, calling all cars, attention all cars, broadcast 224 at 109 South Lorena Street. 109 South Lorena. Investigate the trouble. That's all. Rose and Cliff. attention is employed to urge us to eat this, wear such and such, use so and so. It's rather confusing to the average man who hasn't time to test for himself all of the myriad articles of merchandise competing for his money. Oh, excuse me, Dr. Lindsley, but I've been in that kind of a spot time and again. My friends all say the same thing. Everyone wants the best he can get for his money. But how is a fellow to know what the best is? Well, Mr. Merrill... It really is more simple than most individuals think. Merely profit by the experience and decisions of those who buy the most and use the most of the product in question. Mm-hmm. A gasoline, for example. Observe which brand they select, and there you act. Which is? Rio Grande Crack, of course. The gasoline that powers yes, more... Yes, Doctor, I know. I've heard you many times. The gasoline that powers more police cars, ambulances fire engines, and other emergency equipment, wherever it is sold, than any other brand. Wherever it is sold, than any other brand. And... Oh, yes. Yes, you mustn't forget the other divisions of the government. And Rio Grande Cracked Gasoline also is specified by officials of the state of California and the federal government to power their emergency automotive equipment. Who is spoken, Lou? These officials are the most eminent authorities on gasoline. They drive the most they buy the most gasoline. They have overwhelmingly chosen Rio Grande Christ. And there's nothing more to say except if you want the same kind of police car performance that has made Rio Grande first in public service, you know where the red and white Rio Grande station is in your neighborhood. Drive in for a tank full of Rio Grande Christ. pleasure that we welcome again to Calling All Cars, Chief of the Los Angeles Police Department, James E. Davis. Chief Davis. Good evening. There comes a time in the life of every man when danger stares into his eyes with sickening certainty. Danger that makes him stand fixed, immobile, willing, unwilling to move. The victims in the story we are to hear tonight looked on such danger and died. Others came very close to the same danger, paused and passed on. Who knows what the outcome would have been if they had stopped. Perhaps a life would have been saved. Perhaps another life would have been lost. Perhaps the work of the police would have been made easier. Perhaps it would have been doubled. Sometimes it is hard for a private citizen to decide to interfere in a case. But sometimes such interference may save a life. That is the problem faced by some of the persons in tonight's story. The outcome of the case I shall save for you till the end of the program. June moon shone down on Los Angeles. 
here and there, sinister shadows blotted out beauty and made perfect cover for hideous things, for creeping beasts of prey. Outside a house on a silent street, a slinking figure slipped from the shadows. Cautiously, the figure crept toward a window of the house. Blunt, broad hands opened the flimsy screen. And with effortless strength, pushed up the sash. Broad palms rested on the sill for a moment. Then, with ape-like agility, the man lifted himself into the room. The noise made by the ghostly form was slight. But enough to awaken a sleeping child, restlessly tossing beside her mother. The child sat up in bed, gazed fearfully about. Then her gaze became fixed in horrified fascination on the open door. Through that door, across the creaking floor, a man moved, stealthily, purposely, toward the bed. Stricken child watched for an eternal moment before a scream broke the stillness of the night. Outside the home of Maria Gonzalez, the June moon still poured its silver light over the sleeping city. Along the sidewalk, came Manuel Odea, homeward bound from work. Across the stillness of the bright night came a sound that chilled his blood. <laughs> and Dea paused, listened, strained his eyes toward the house from which the sound had come. Only the flickering shadows beneath the shuddering palm trees and the faint whisper of their fronds told him that life was here. He wondered if he should investigate. He shrugged and passed on. Thus, Manuel Ortega passed by death. In the home of Carmen Ortega, nearby, the voice of Maria Gonzalez was heard saying, Where you are? Go away! Leave the Maria is having trouble with one of her boyfriends, I guess. So, Carmen Ortega went back to sleep. And once more, quiet reigned on the moon-drenched street. From the Gonzales' home, a stealthy figure crept noiselessly out of the door and disappeared. An hour and a half later, the measured plop-plop of horses who broke the stillness of the night. A milkman, making his matutinal rounds, paused at 109 and gazed at an open door. Huh. That's funny. Wonder if one of Maria's boyfriends left in a hurry. Looks like a man's hat laying on the porch. Funny she'd leave the door open all night. Oh, none of my business. Guess she wants a couple of plants as usual. Once again, the stillness of early morning descended on Molina Street. And in the Gonzales' home, it was also quiet. The quietness of death. Hours go by. Then at the home of Aligo Ortega, a feeble knock is heard at the door. What was that? 
Let me go get up. Huh? Somebody's knocking on the door. Huh? What? Who is it? Well, how should I know? Get up. Go and see. Oh, look out the window and see what it is. Hi, you are a lazy dog. Get up. I don't want to see anybody this time of the morning. Amigo, it's Conchita. Conchita? What she wants? But she's all covered with blood. What? Well, open the door. Bring her in. Oh, there must be something wrong. Of course there's something wrong. Don't stand there staring at her. Open the door. <gasps> Mother is a joke. What has happened? Amigo, look. Oh, Pachita, what is it, Nina? What... Mama, the man, Pita, come here. Mama, she won't get up. There's something tied around her neck. She won't talk to me. Amigo, I'm quickly. See what it is. Mama, won't talk to me. You can have Oh, I hate her so Oh, no, darling. Come, let's try to hold a hot cloth on that bruise. Gentlemen! Call the police! Gentlemen! Take the doctor! Call the police! Police! In response to the frantic calls of Ortega and his wife, ambulance attendants took the injured child to Georgia Street Hospital, while Detective Lieutenant Edward Romero and Old Street Tallis arrived to investigate the crime. Well, Torres, I see Captain Bradley's already out here. Yes, it isn't far to the Holland victory. Hello, Romero. Hello, Captain. How are you? Sit your boys out of bed? Well, just about. It's all the excitement. Somebody got in and strangled Maria Gonzalez. Beat up her little daughter. Sent the youngster to the hospital a few minutes ago. Oh. Pretty badly beaten up. Too bad. Any suspects? Five. Five? Yep. Five good ones. Oh. Where are they? Well, that's another story. That's where you boys come in. Oh, I get it. We just go out and pick up five first-class suspects and bring them in, huh? I've got my boys out rounding up witnesses. Gaskell's in the next room getting all the prints you can find. Well, you ought to be able to get enough to fill a file cabinet around this place. Yeah. And you fellas know these people and their customs out here. You'd better stick on the case. All right, Captain. I suggest that you check with the Mrs. Mrs. Ortega. Oh. She seems to know more about what's going on around here than anybody else. All right, we'll do that. Oh, here comes Gaskell. I wonder if he's found anything. Did you get anything, Gaskell? Well, no. Now, the killer came through the living room window there. Huh? He rested his hand on the sill as he came through. I got a distinct palm print. And boy, you did a honey. Just round up your suspects and I'll pick your man. Well, that's fair enough. Well, let's clear these people out. You can talk to Ortega in his way, all right? Hey, come on, folks. Outside. Lieutenant Romero wants to talk to Ortega and Mr. Ortega. Now, you two come on in here. The rest of you have to get out. Come on. Well, Mrs. Ortega... What do you know about this case? First, you find Benny Gonzalez. He may know something. Benny Gonzalez? Who's he? He's Maria's husband. Oh, where is he? Hmm, can't stop it. Well, what makes you suspect him? That Benny, he does not like Conchita. This morning when she come to my house, she tell me a man beat her. His voice sounded like Benny, she said. Oh, I take it Benny is not her father then. No, Benny and Maria have been married only three years. Conchita is five. Uh, Maria, she had been married before. And you don't know where this Benny guy is now? No, I have not seen him for a long time. He left Maria about a year ago. I have not seen him since. Well, we'll start looking for him. That's suspect number one, Doris. Now, Mrs. Ortega, what, what else do you know? You tell him, Aligo. See, 
There's another fellow named Mike. Maria used to see him a lot. Mike? Mike who? Uh, Mike Rondo. I think his name is. They had a quarrel about something and he went away. Oh, well, just because a guy has a quarrel with a woman, there's no sign he killed her. Oh, maybe not. Just the same, he didn't like Maria. He said once he would kill her. You see, Maria, Maria, she was a hell cat. She got mad when Mike left. <laughs> she told the police that Mike had a steal on his ranch and they raided him. Oh. That's when he said he'd kill her. Well, good. That's two of our suspects. Yeah. Ortega, I don't suppose you know where this Mike is. He has a ranch out close to Ontario. You can find him. You find a fellow named Jesus. He might have done it. Yes, he might. But with half the colony named Jesus, how are we going to find the right one? Well, this one, he works in a clothing store near First and Main. You can find oh, him. Oh, that makes a difference. I know. He tried to give Conchita a nickel. Oh. You uh, think he might have done this? Well, he's the sort who would do it. I chased him away from my own little girl once. Maria ran him off once, too. Oh, so far, this bird seems like our most logical suspect, Eddie. Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. We'll have to question the gentleman. Mm-hmm. Uh, didn't any of you hear anything last night that might have sounded suspicious? Well, me, I hear Maria say, go away, leave us alone. <laughs> I thought maybe she was having another fight with her boyfriend. I didn't pay no attention. Manuel Odea, his newsboy. Oh. Uh-huh. He heard some screams, too. But he didn't go in. And the milkman, he tell me he see the door open early this morning when he delivered the milk, and there was a brown hat on the floor. Well, did he go in? No. He said he didn't think it was any of his business. Oh, I see. Well, what became of the hat? Uh, who knows? There's so many people coming in and out. Did you hear anybody else say anything about hearing or seeing anything wrong around the Gonzalez place? No. Except this woman who lives next door to Maria. She said she saw Jose Mayan over there last night. Oh, who's he? Oh, he's a, he's a friend of Maria's. He works on a hospital there, building over close to Pasadena somewhere, you know. Yes, yes, but where does he live? Oh, oh over on uh, Garrity Street, I think. Oh, and uh, does this woman see anybody else? Uh, she said there was a gray-haired man there about 8 o'clock. Had plenty of visitors last night anyway. Did she know this man? No. Uh, well, Doris... That makes five suspects accounted for. Meanwhile, Lieutenant Condapper and Revis, other members of the homicide squad, were endeavoring to ascertain additional facts from Little Conchita. Back at headquarters, Condapper conferred with Romero and Collins. Revis and I tried talking to the child, but it wasn't any use. She's anxious most of the time and delirious the rest of it. Well, that poor thing. Where she live? The doctor just thinks she may. Part of the time she says something about her stepfather, Benny, you know. And sometimes she mentions Alfredo. Who's Alfredo? Well, we checked up with some of the neighbors and found out that an Alfredo Lejeune is a brother-in-law of Maria. We've sent for him. He's outside now. Want to look him over? Yeah. Let's take him down to 47 and talk to him. Okay. Come on, Lejeune. In here, Alfredo. You know Lieutenant Romero, Alfredo? Uh, uh, no, senor. He's handling the Gonzalez case. He and Torres here. Si, senor. Alfredo? Tell me something. Why should Conchita say she heard your voice last night? I I don't know. Where were you all night? I was at home, senor. I can prove it. Did you kill Maria Gonzalez? No, me or no, senor. I could not do that. Any idea who would want her killed? No, senor. You think Benny Gonzalez might have done that? 
Oh, no, senor. Benny stayed at my house for a long time after he left Maria. He's been gone almost a year now. Uh, you know where he is? Oh, no, senor. But he might be in town, huh? Well, he might be. I, I do not think so, though. No? Why not? I don't know why, senor, but I do know Benny would not do a thing like this. Well, that's a great help. Do you know Mike Lando? Oh, oh, si, senor. He lives on a ranch close to Ontario. Oh, you know where it is? No, senor. Don Lever. Is Gas still taking this little sprint? Yeah, I'll be here now. Senor, I've told you all I know about this. I did not kill Maria. Well, we'll soon see about that. Oh. Hello, Ronald. How are you, Tony? Well, well, what'd you find? No soup. This isn't the man. Uh, I'm getting tired of it. You're me. getting tired of it. I'm doing all the work. All right, forget it, forget it, forget it. Oh, dear. Come on, Al. Let's take a run out to Ontario and talk to this Londo guy. Uh, who's Londo? Londo? He's number three on our hit parade of dust picks. He'll bring him in and let you take a look at him. his mitt on a card, and let's see if it checks. Now, listen, you guys. I told you on the way in that I don't know anything about this murder. Well, in that case, you won't have any objections to our process of elimination. No, it isn't that. I just don't like to lose the time from my work. I admit I didn't care much what happened to Maria, but I wouldn't kill anybody. You wouldn't kill anybody? What did you fight about? She had too many boyfriends to suit me. Oh, so you bumped her off, eh? Have I got to go over all that again? No, I didn't bump her off. We had a fight, sure. I went out to the ranch and forgot all about her in a week. Yes, I just bet you did. Sure I did. When I'm washed up, I'm washed up. Hey, when you're washed up, you're washed up. All right, and then what happened? Well, she told the liquor guys that I had a steal out on the ranch, and they raided me. Oh, they did, eh? And then you decided to get even, is that it? I tell you, I never touched the dame. You never touched her, but you did say you'd like to kill her, didn't you? Sure I did. I would have, too. She didn't have no reason to put the cops on me. I hadn't done her any harm. Say, did you have a still? Of course not. That was her story. Oh, how about it, Gaskell? Yeah, afraid not, boy. Uh, well, I'm beginning to wonder if we have got a murder on our hands. Yeah, we've got a murder, all right, but that seems to be about all. See, I told you, Bert, I didn't have nothing to do with this. Well, maybe not. Look here, Mike. Don't go around shooting off your mouth about how you'd like to kill people. Someday it's going to get you in a jam. You're telling me. Yeah, I'm telling you. Okay. You scram now. Get out. Thanks, Romero. Well? Well? And <laughs> hey, did you have gone to ever pick up Maine? Yeah, Frank's got him down in the office now. All right. Let's go talk to him. Okay. I was wondering what was keeping you. Well, we just got through with Londo. No go? No go. Well, while you were out, we picked up that Hazus guy over on 1st Street. Have you had him printed yet? Yeah. Gaskell's checking on him. Got Maine's prints, too. Is that Maine over there? Yeah. Jose, come over here a minute. Okay, Lieutenant. What's up now? This is Jose Maine, Eddie. Lieutenant Romero is handling the Gonzalez case. Yes, I know. I heard about it this morning. What time this morning? Uh, about 8 o'clock. You sure it wasn't about 1.30 this morning? Yes, sir, I'm sure. 
When did you see Maria Gonzalez last? About 11.15 last night. Oh, that? About 11.15. I was there from 8 to about that time. Did you see Conchita during that time? Yes, uh, I gave her 20 cents to buy candy with. She came back after buying the candy, and we sat around and played a while before she went to bed. I sat around until about 11.15 left. Mm -hmm. Was anybody else there during that time? Uh, Ramon Rafael was there. Who's he? Oh, he's connected with one of the welfare agencies over on the east side. He was there to talk to Maria. She's been having a pretty tough time to make ends meet since Benilla. Oh. Say, is this guy an older man, sort of gray? Uh, yes, sir. Uh, when did he get there? Oh, about a half hour after I did. And when did he leave? About an hour later. Did you get those scratches on your face when Maria was choked to death? Of course not. I wasn't there. I got these from a tree I ran into out on the job where I work. All right. Incidentally, Eddie, I checked on that candy story. Jive. Oh, what'd you find, Gaston? Same thing in both cases. Wrong man. Ah, nuts. Thus, were eliminated four of the five possible suspects, but a new man had entered the case in the person of the welfare worker. Subsequent check of this man's handprint, however, left no doubt as to his innocence. So far, the police had been unable to locate the woman's husband, and evidence available pointed less and less for him. Two weeks slipped by, but no further evidence was unearthed. Then, early in July, the telephone rang in the homicide detail. I'm a sad Romero speaking. I won't tell you my name, so don't waste time asking. Huh? But I think I have some information about that Gonzalez case. You have? What is it? I know a young man who knows a woman who had been in the vicinity of the crime when it was committed. Well, so what? If you want to send somebody down here to talk to me, I'll have the girl come here and give you the information. Want to take down the address? I understand you told this woman who phoned me that uh, you had some information on this case. Well, I don't know where it's worth anything, but a man I do watch before he came to my house the night Maria was killed. Who was he? Oh, I don't know his name, but he's a section hand on the railroad. Well, that makes it simple. And what happened to make you suspicious? Well, this man, he used to come at night and bring his clothes. And then I'd watch them for him, and he'd come back later and get Yes, him. yes, yes. But the night of the killing, what happened then? Oh, I'm coming to that. This man, he came in that night, and he'd been drinking. Oh, he was awfully drunk. This fellow, his, his first name's Miguel. I don't know his last name. Well, Miguel would come in and sat around until almost midnight. I tried to get him to leave, but he wouldn't do that. Oh, finally I got him up. Then I went to bed. I don't know how long I'd been asleep, but something woke me up. It was somebody calling on the door. Who is he? Yes, open the door. Oh, don't wait. I am in bed. I want to sleep. Open the door. Open the door. Open the door. Well, wait a minute. Hey, go away. You're going to come in here? That's what you think. Knock the door. Hey, what's the matter with Knock you? Knock the door. Oh, you're still drunk. Why don't you go on home and sleep it off? I'm not drunk. Give me a drink. Say, don't you order me around like that. I give me a drink. All right, all right. You have to yell about it. The wild excited look in his eyes. I was afraid of him. How long did he stay there? Oh, about an hour. And how was he dressed? 
had on a blue suit, I think. Blue suit? See any blood on it? No, senor. Did he have a hat? Well, he, he did when he left for the first time, but he didn't when he come back. Did you notice what kind of a hat it was? Well, it was a brown felt hat, I think. Brown felt. What does this man look like? Well, he was very dark, and, and he had deep, small pox marks on his face. Well, maybe he's worth questioning. I'll try to find him. If he comes back, be sure and call it. See, senor, I will. began a systematic check of all railroad employees near Los Angeles. Thousands of names were poured over, but none carried the initial name of Miguel. At last, in the offices of the Pacific Electric Railway, their search ended. According to records, the man they thought worked in Culver City. Boy, what a job that was, checking all those cards to find a Miguel. Say, what's that last name again? Olivaria. Miguel Olivaria. Well, if this turns out to be another of Gaskell's wrong man cases, I'm going to resign from the department. Hey, what does it say on that card there? Uh, Section House 17, Culver City. 17, huh? Oh, this ought to be the place right here. Yeah, it looks like the crews are just finishing work. Yeah, lucky for us, too. Hey, you. Uh, you. Yeah. You uh, know Miguel Olivaria? Oh, yeah, yeah. That's him over there by the two house. Thanks. Hey, fella. Your name Miguel Olivaria? Yes. We'd like to talk to you a minute. Any place we can go where it's private around here? Yes. The tool house here. Okay. Let's go. You change clothes in here? Yes. What do you want to see me, boy? Ever know anybody named Gonzalez? Never heard of her. I didn't say anything about her. Thought you did. Is this your suit, Olivaria? This blue one? Yes. What are these spots on it? What's it to you? We might as well tell you, Miguel. We're police officers. We're investigating a murder. Murder? Yeah, a murder, and we think you did it. No, I never killed nobody. Who are you on the night Maria Gonzalez was killed? I don't know the Mariko. Oh, yes, you do. She was strangled to death on the night of June 14th. Why did you do it? I didn't, I didn't kill her. Where's your hat, Miguel? Over there on the nail. No, I mean the brown one. I lost it about a month ago. Come on, get your stuff. We're taking you to headquarters. <laughs> Gaskell to come in here, will you? Sure. What are you going to do with me? Keep you in jail till you're tried for the murder of Maria Gonzalez. You can't do that. Why not? I didn't kill nobody, I tell you. We'll find out about that. Yeah, another suspect, Jenny? Yeah, and I'll take my buzzer on this one. I had Tinker run a test on that suit of Miguel's. Those spots are human blood. Huh? I thought so. Well, let's get his paws inked and see what they show. Put your palm down on that pad, Olivaria. Well, that's it. Yeah. Now on this car, throw like this. Huh? Take a look at this. Well, well, Eddie. Well, what? I'm afraid your hunt's over. You've got your man. The prints compare perfect. No, you can't do this to me. I did not kill her. I didn't climb through that window. I killed her. What? I didn't... what did you say? I did not climb through that window. Oh, me off. Yeah, I think so too, Miguel. Nice work, Miguel. I didn't do it. I didn't. I wouldn't have been so sure, Olivaria, if you hadn't pulled that crack about the window. You see, we purposely failed to mention that point. That little slip of the tongue will probably break your neck. In 
just a moment, Chief Davis will conclude our story. Of course, you're not pursuing criminals or driving to fires, but the police car qualities of Rio Grande Clax include not only quicker starting, smoother acceleration, and the maximum speed of which your car is capable, but greater reserve power for steep grades and lower cost per mile operation, whether you drive like the wind or cruise along at a snail's pace. The next time you need gasoline, wheel into the nearest red and white Rio Grande station for a tank full of Rio Grande Clax. The gasoline that makes your motor equal to any emergency. The gasoline that lightens the load on your motor and your pocketbook. Rio Grande Crack. Chief Davis, we took the case of Miguel Oliveira to court with the damning palm print and the theory that he had killed Maria Gonzalez in a drunken, lustful frenzy. A jury agreed with us, and Judge William S. Baird sentenced Oliveria to life imprisonment with an additional sentence of 50 years for his brutal attack on little Conchita. The six palm prints solved our case. Thank you, Chief Davis. Attention all cars, cancellation broadcast 224. Suspect in this case is now in custody. That's all. Rolls and quits. Frederick Lindsley bidding you good night for Rio Grande. <laughs> <laughs>